Hey guys, what's going on? This is David Avalon with another episode of Breaking the Guard with me and Robert Drysdale. And in today's episode, I know we've been gone for a bit, and I think like a month. I can make excuses and whatnot, but no need. Well, we're back and we made sure we came back in style. We got Gilbert Durinho Burns, the title contender that's going to be coming in uh, against Kamaro Usman. Uh, as you may know, he was supposed to fight at that uh, Fight Island card and was replaced by Masvidal because he tested positive for COVID. So we spoke with him about that and also just getting a look into his mindset, the way he trains, because his last performance was just utterly amazing to me, the way he was able to push such a hard pace against a tough guy and never relented from start to finish for five rounds and looked just completely explosive even in that fifth and final round always looking for the finish and uh you in this interview you will learn a lot about his mindset and i was very surprised how forthcoming he was and how much he shared and it kind of coincides with a lot of the stuff that uh me and robert have talked about in the past which is it shouldn't surprise me because this guy is very likely going to be the next champion so, of course, he has a very good mindset. But I think it would be very helpful for everybody to listen to because he does illuminate some things that I've never thought of. He had this one little mental device, which I would call the self-contract, that I think everyone should get involved with. So go ahead and tune in. Uh, this episode is just about an hour long, so not too long, just the right amount of content. And I think it was all very useful for developing uh, strong mental skills and mental fortitude so go ahead and check it out before we get started we'd like to thank one of our sponsors which is drysdalebjjonline.com well i think now more than ever it's easier to focus on training online in this current environment so there's probably no better place to pick up jiu-jitsu knowledge uh, than robert drysdale 80 to c 2007 absolute champ IBG, he was, I believe, the second American to win the IBGF uh, Black Belt Mundials and just a, a wizard on the mats. Again, I trained, I decided to train with Robert here in Las Vegas because he was the best instructor that I had met. Not only is the guy just a giant and just really strong, powerful, but he's also very technical, which <laughs> makes it a nightmare to roll with him. But if you're learning from him, it's, it's brilliant. He's really articulate. He really breaks down every part of the technique that you need to master it. And at DrysdaleBJJOnline.com, he goes over many different courses. They're all very affordably priced, and uh, you should definitely check it out. Just go ahead and visit DrysdaleBJJOnline.com. Hello, everyone. We're back to one more episode of Breaking the Guard. It's been a minute, right, Dave? Yeah. But uh, it was worth the wait. Uh, we have a very special guest with us, very good friend of mine, uh, teammate, former training partner, go way back, been following his career for a long, long time. Gilbert Burns, pleasure to have you. Yeah, my pleasure to be here and be a while. Being a while, we don't talk. <laughs> So how you've been in Florida with all this uh, COVID stuff? I imagine it must be more d difficult to train nowadays, huh? It's getting better. It's getting a lot better. Everything's getting open. Uh, 
But I got caught by COVID, so I can't, I can't yeah. say too much. <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of people had already, and uh, people was getting things were getting very normal. The the it's even weird because like yesterday I saw a couple nurseries doing couple, you know, a couple documentaries. They talking about it and they said hospitals are full, and a lot of people like still dying from that. No, we kind of, we don't see that much, but, and then they say not just elders, like normal people, like guys 40, 35 years old, a lot of people dying from that. But I think as of right now, the numbers are going down as, as we talk, you know, but it's very confusing because I got, I got COVID. I felt bad for like two days, two to three days. I was bad, but like flu bad, you know, not bad. Like, I was bad, but I had a kind of like the way I, I thought I had a flu and I got fever in there for just two, three days. But the only thing that I had most was a headache. I had a strong headache for almost two weeks. I think a little bit more than two weeks. But things are getting better in Florida. Oh, a lot of I think a lot of people had already, to be honest, in Florida. And uh, yeah. jeans are getting open, training are getting better. I've been training a lot of Wagner Russia and at our jeans in Florida in May. Training kind of like pretty much normal. You know, um, a lot of people describe it as a headache. You're always thinking it's a cold or it's going to be on your lungs. But like you're like the third person I hear describe it as like a really uh, you know harsh headache. Um, but you know one thing I have like I have this idea. I don't know if I could be wrong here, but I think fighters like we're so exposed to germs our whole yes. lives, like on the mats, literally having people breathe in your face and rolling around and people sweat for so many years. I imagine our immune system is much stronger than the average person. Like that'd be my guess. That's probably why you like you don't get knocked down with something like this because your immune system has to be so strong to deal with all the stress and training and being exposed to so many sweaty people every day. Right? I believe too, and I think even my doctor, we we were having that conversation. He said the only way, the only why I had that that virus because I had three training camps already. Until in, in July, you know, I had three strong training camps, and two of those was for five five minute rounds, and I in that week it was a hard week for me. We trained super hard, my immunity came down, and then I got and then I caught the, the virus. But my guess too will be is because it's a new virus too, you know, like even our immunity system is very you know tolerate tolerate a lot of things, it's very strong, but. He's a freaking new virus, you know? Like, I don't think, you know, the body saw that thing before, you know? For sure. You know, one thing I want to talk about, because obviously you must train really hard, because I saw your last fight, a phenomenal performance, and you. your conditioning was off the chain. I mean, I, I remember the thing that left me the most impressed was that you were pushing to finish the whole five rounds, and even in the fifth round, you were still like... like you had that fast twitch, I'm like Jesus Christ, you know. Like, I mean, yeah. you, I mean, is there any secrets you can give to some old timers like me or Rob? Oh yeah, share it, man. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Who's the uh, Just the whole, give us the whole deal. I was so hungry for that fight, and I was training so much, and I was nervous too because it was my first, my first main event, my first five, five rounds fight. I was, I was very nervous going to that fight. But as soon as I knew he was going to start strong, I know I said, you know what? I'm going to start very strong, too. 
And as soon as I connect, I knock him down, and then I got on top, I was very confident. Okay, man, I got that fight. You know, I'm just going to keep working. And that thing that you said, that go for the finish, that's all my fights. All my, you know, even from the jiu-jitsu, that's my style. I remember not long ago when, when you guys were commentating, when Robert yes, made that, yes. that black belt uh, tournament, the CBD one. Yeah. And I remember I could have finished either guy. They're very tough. Uh, uh, Marcelo Mafra yes. and uh, DJ Jackson couldn't finish either guy, but I was putting a crazy pace towards the end. You know, I think I remember if I'm not wrong, it was a six or seven minute fight. I couldn't finish either guy, but I, I put a, a, a crazy pace on these guys. And uh, I did the same. I tried to finish, but those guys are very durable. You know, they can take a lot of punch and they, they defend submission very well. I, I think it, the way I saw the fight, I could go to different options going to the fight, but it was working. Oh, I was outworking him. I was outpacing him, and I just kept going. And uh, the thing was just the training. You know, I get very, I don't know, I think it was the motivation going to that training, the hungry going to that training, and then that put me on a very good condition. And, and, and one thing that I take to that coach, is very famous, Vincent Lombard. Uh, he was NFL coach, and he and he said something. I read a lot of things from him that the will to prepare has to be better than the will to win the fight because it's like a it's like a tournament. The day of the tournament, everyone wants to win, you know. But two months, three months ahead of the tournament, the will to prepare, you know, the day that you're super tired and uh, and you gotta go anyway. So I just I just like to prepare myself to those. And I think that was the series. It was nothing special that I did, but it was just the will to win was super on the beginning of my camp. Every single day I thought about it and I worked hard for that fight. No, I mean, it really showed. I mean, it's funny because the CBD tournament that you were at, it was the first one time I saw you in person. I've seen you in other tournaments, but live. And I was so impressed because your explosiveness and Particularly with uh, DJ, because DJ is known as a really good wrestler, and you out wrestled yeah. him, you out hustled him everywhere, and he's hard to submit because he's got like no neck and much to grab onto. But still, I was like, man, this guy can wrestle, and he's great jujitsu. And then when your your UFC career blew up, and you showed you also had dangerous striking, you know, both with your hands, your kicks, your knees. So I feel like you're. I would love to see you as the UFC champion, you know, because yeah. uh, me too. You're one of the most exciting guys in the division because you have the weapons to finish people anywhere, you know, from the feet, yeah. from the ground, the submissions. So, uh, I mean, particularly with, I'm sure you saw the Kamar Usman with uh, yeah. Masvidal, you know, and like, yeah. eh, not the most entertaining fight, you know, his style is not. Yeah that entertaining you know like it's effective yeah. but it's not like it doesn't draw people to watch you know a style like yours everybody wants to watch i would think so i mean what did you think about that fight with yeah, yeah with um uh, usman and masvidal what was the way that i thought it would be you know because uh uh komaru fight iq is very high he's very smart and then he has the strong wrestling he has the ability to control the fight and I know Masvidal with six days notice couldn't do much, you know. I think he, I think he did what he could do, you know, try to strike, survive. He's very tough. I didn't, I don't, I didn't believe Kamaru have 
the ability to finish the fight either way on, on TKO or on, on the jiu-jitsu on the submission. I, did, I didn't think so. And I predicted the way the fight went. I said, man, I think it's going to be a boring fight. But if he come out, he's going to control most of the fight. And then went the way I did. And then I don't know if there was more backing my feelings to that fight because I was studying all the fight. I was watching. I was paying attention. I don't know if I was more frustrated that I couldn't make to the fight or if I was more like, oh, okay, I, I can beat this guy. I don't know if it was how was that feeling going to the fight because obviously I want to be there and, and, you know, and take that belt. But the way I see right now, I, I didn't feel good that that day I had a strong freaking hurricane on, on that Saturday, July level watching the fight. So the way I see right now was a blessing. You know, I'm going to have a full training camp. I'm, I'm starting very slow right now, but, uh, I know I, I, I know for sure I'm going to pick very good at the day that we fight. And uh, I just saw the way, I think it was the way I predict, you know. And then, But I saw a lot of things that I can I can capitalize against Kamar Rosemary. Interesting. You, like, I want to ask you, like, what, you know, I think that, you know, every successful fighter or every successful person has, like, a few common denominators, right? Some things that they all have in common. But we are different at the same time. Like people aren't exactly the same. So even like very, you know, all successful driven people have certain, some a common thread. But I wanted to hear from you. Like what, what is your motivation, man? Like what keeps you going? Is it just like, is it, oh, I just want to, you know, do it for my family. It's my dream. Um, it's personal satisfaction. Is it like, you know, because I, I've known you for a long time. You're not, you've always been a very humble person. You're not obsessed with cameras or anything like that. It's not the attention you're after, but you seem like to be a very good family, man. You know, I, I, you know, I've known your wife for quite some time. You're a very good dad, obviously, but I wanted to hear it, man. What, what motivates you, man? What gets you out of bed every morning? Because you've been doing this for a long time and yet you're still highly competitive and it's the, you, you've never been better. This is the best version of Gilbert Burns we've ever seen. Like what keeps you on that track? It's simple. I, I, I want to be the best and I know what can be, you know, and, and knowing I can be and believing in myself, I know I can be. It's just like, it's, I don't see something very, very, I mean, very special, very, I know I said, no, I can't do this thing, you know, I just, I'm just going to put in a word. And another thing too, I don't know if a lot of people will say that, but I, I, lo I love when people doubt me, like, when people, I don't think he will be a champion. I don't know. That's, I just, that thing just triples my, my, my determination, my, my will to compete and to prove. And, uh, but on the same time, my competition is different. Like, for example, if you go to a run, me and you, like, and we start doing sprints and everything. I'm, the thing with me is, I don't even know how, how to explain how they started, but, for example, if you go to a sprint, I don't want to beat you. You know, I don't want to especially beat you. I want to do my, my best every single time, you know. And uh, even if I lose to you, but deep down inside, I know I did my best, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm very, I'm, I'm always okay with it. But the competition within myself is very, I'm very competitive with myself. Like, if I know I could give a little more and then I, and for any reason I hold myself, I get very frustrated with myself. So I try to, every time that I go to compete, I want to show my best, I want to give my best. 
and uh, that drives me the to be the best and just to and it's hard to say to explain that but the competition is with myself I know I can go there and beat these guys but then I need to be at my best but then to be on my best is a lot of things that I need to do you no know, sleep good eat better train rest recover and study the fights and make the strategy you know and stay with my head in good position and it's just a little a lot of things that make me go to a competition first but the competition is just crazy just within myself and that makes me super motivated and super hungry and uh is even i don't know if i was able to put on the words but it's with me you know the things with me i know i can beat this guy it's not about the guys about me okay now what are you gonna do and then and then i i'm i'm kind of going obsessed with those things because i make a I make a little like a system that I that I make, and I go on every individual aspect of the fight. Like I go to a like physical therapist, then I go to a strategy, then I go to mental training, then I go to like the the specific uh, trainings that I got to do, like the technical training. I go to jujitsu, and I go to every single area, and then I ask, okay, in order to be a hundred percent to fight Kamar, what should I do in a physical therapist? And then okay, I gotta do physical therapist through three to four times a week. Okay, in the jiu-jitsu, the jiu-jitsu, I got to do my own drills three times a week. And then I got to go to Vagnes and to Cyborg two times a week. And then I kind of make the, all that big plan. But the thing is, it's hard. As soon as I make that big plan going to a fight, I got to execute every single thing that I know I have to do in order to be 100%. But that thing with me is even hard. As soon as I made it, I signed it. As soon as I sign it, it's commitment with me. No one knows. Like, is there? My wife, if she wants to see, she will take a look. But she kind of, she don't even look. It's there. It's on my, my table. And as soon as I sign it and I make that thing, it's, it's a commitment that I have with me. It's a competition with me. And I know if I follow that direction through my training camp, I'm going to get, I'm going to get there. I'm going to be there. That Gilbert that you said, like, man, I was impressed. I'll, I'll be that guy. And, uh, I don't know. As soon as I make that thing, I'm hungry. And and I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I, it keeps myself very motivated. And every single day I look to that thing. I know what I have to do. And then I do my notes and a lot of things to keep me dry and keep that thing. But I think that at the end of the days, I want to be the best version of myself. And if that it's be become a UFC world champ, that's my, my dream. I'll be, but if for any reason, I don't even like to say that so much, but if if any reason I'm not becoming, but I know I give my best, that'll be okay with me, you know? I think you explained that wonderfully. And I, I like the self-contract that you were talking about. Essentially, yes. you created a, a plan for yourself and then you made a contract, you signed it. I think that's an awesome it's mental really device. Because yeah. Yeah. it's kind of like I was telling Robert yeah, yesterday like I had to go I wanted to go train at the Robert's gym but I was tired I, uh, I don't know I, I was making excuses in my head I'm like you know what I'm gonna get dressed like an hour early because if I'm dressed up now I'm gonna have to go you know? <laughs> yeah. I put on the key yeah. you know, I'm not gonna uh, take it off and yeah. uh, train yeah. you know yeah. and so it's something accountability I like I never thought about that but that's a really good idea because there's something about writing right like it's yeah. It's a it's a, a contract you make with it. It's a brilliant idea, man. Like Especially I, you have it on the wall and you look at it and you're not doing it. You're gonna be like, oh, and, and you know how much man. that means to you and the price you paid to make it this far. 
Gilbert, I think you answered the question beautifully. You 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 said something, you know, that you know, almost everything you said, but one thing I I have to prove it to myself, right? I'm doing it for myself. And I always say that that's the correct motivation. I think there are many motivations, right? Like you can have like prove it to my girlfriend. I want to have make some money. I want to be famous. I want to, you know, I want to have a legacy. Or I think these motivations are valid, right? And they can help. Yeah. But I think that the real engine to success is like, I want to prove it to myself. And I, you hit the nail on the head. And I think that's why you have proven to be so successful in the gi and no gi and now in MMA. Because I think your motivation is the right one. And also that you're, you're measuring yourself, not against somebody else. I think that's where a lot of people make the mistake. Uh, particularly people who are lower in the total, the white belt or blue belt. And they're trying to compare their progress to their friend who maybe is more faster or more talented. And they're not going, they're not getting as good as that guy, and then they're like ah, and they yeah. quit or they let off. Where I think you you have it right. Where everything's about you, you know, it's about how good am I? Even if I could beat somebody, if I didn't beat them to the best of my ability, you're kind of pulled back. And I, I know what you're talking about, where you you could lose a fight, but you poured everything into it. There's no shame in it. Yeah, you know, it's like I did everything yeah. I possibly could. I prepared properly. I it just wasn't my day. You know, like I mean, yeah. what I thought you and I lost. I was okay with it. Yeah. I, I poured everything out in the match. I just, you were the better man that day. You know, so like. He said that I, he was really tired. It's, 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 <laughs> I can't give myself too much credit. But it's a corny quote, but it's corny, but it's very profound. And it's corny because it's from Karate Kid, right? And when Daniel Sun is defeated and he wants to quit, and Master Miyagi gets on the mats and goes, Daniel Sun, it's okay to lose to your opponent. It's not okay to lose to yourself. Yes. Uh-huh. And as corny as that is, like it's so profound because that's what's going on, man. Like half, most of the times we lose, we lose to ourselves, and that's unacceptable because you can win that fight. Your opponent sometimes are going to be better than you. There's nothing you can do about it. Like that day was just his day. You make a mistake, you caught you, whatever. But losing to yourself, unacceptable. You know. I think that it shows in your fight because the amount of pressure that you put, he didn't have to, right? Like a lot of people that were in your position, round five, they would have just coasted. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I've already got four rounds in the bag. I'll relax. Durinho, he, he was, and he was pushing hard because it's against you, right? You wanted, yes. you yeah, wanted to finish. So like, it, yeah. all because the opponent was faded, like he probably already conceded. I lost this fight. I'm just going to survive, right? And I'm sure, you know, a lot of people, once they lose or they, they, they know they're going to lose, they just go into survival mode, right? Where they're just like, you know what? I'm just going to do enough not to get finished. I'm not going to get knocked out. I'm not going to get tapped out. I'm just going to dance around and I'll take the locks, you know. So it's easy to stand with somebody who's already in survival mode. And you just relax. But what he was doing was, no, you're not. I'm going to try to get, take you out yeah. at every moment possible. And that's yeah. somebody who's competing with himself. Because yeah. they're like, yes. I want to get the fastest time. I want to get the knockout. You know? yes. so that's what I love. When I saw this fight, I'm like, man, it's like new favorite guy right now. Because, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you're going you. after it, you know, like a real warrior. Yeah. And and another thing, too, is I want to make those guys, after I fight, I want to, I don't want to have, for sure, I don't want to give those guys any excuse, you know, because if you freaking fly on board the guy in one minute, they're going to say, oh, man, I got caught on that position. But if I'm trying to finish the fight every single minute of the 25 minutes, it's no excuse to the guy after, you know, like... And I, I, I guess they're not gonna ask for a rematch. If they ask, man, they're gonna be like, "Freak, man!" If he asking for a rematch, you say, "Oh, okay, guy, are you gonna be ready?" You know, then I'm gonna get more ready. But I think uh, 
what makes that fight more impressive is it, the only thing that makes that fight more impressive was that will to finish. Because like you said, most of the guys who have that four rounds already, they kind of, you know what? I'm just going to control that fight. I'm not going to fight. I'm going to relax. I already won the fight. But the, like I said, the hunger that I have, the things that I have, and I think the the thing that combined to make people be like, you, man, that last fight was very impressive, was just this, because I want to finish the fight. And it wasn't something that I I didn't train to do, I didn't push to do. I just I, I just want to finish, you know. If, if if I was losing too, if I was losing the fight, I'm going to fight to the end. And then, uh, and I think that was it. I just want to try to finish it. That why, that's why people go, man, he dominated. It was wasn't because of the the overall fight itself was because even towards the end of the round, if I saw something, I say, man, I think I can finish. And then I push a little bit. And uh, But I love the thing that you said about I might lose to the other guy. That's okay with me. You know, I'm going to train. I'm going to get better. I'm going to improve. We might face each other again, but I cannot lose to myself. And uh, and I even saw that with Roberts, when he cornered the guy, his guy on, on the UFC fight, yeah, I was watching the fight and then I saw, yeah, that guy first, it's so much pressure. People don't realize, like, UFC debut, short notice, it, it's it's a lot of pressure. And he was getting hit, he was losing the fight. But I saw when he got very frustrated, you know, when things wasn't working, wasn't his way. But it's, it's something that I, 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 for sure, he learned it. And I, I don't know him very well as I know Robert, but for sure he... He's not proud of himself for what he did, but he's very young. I think he that that thing he's gonna overcome and he's gonna do better next time. But sometimes they gonna they they put you so deep on the fight that you go to a certain place that you're not used to be, and when you get there, it's very uncomfortable. It's very different. And my advice is you gotta get on those certain places during the training if you can, you know, and and mentally too sit down, do a little visualization, get that deep, the place that you want to, don't want to go and be there, you know, and and make friends with that feeling, you know, make peace with that feeling. And it's not even, it's not, don't be, I'm not saying to you to be happy in a place because it's not a place that you want to be happy in there. <laughs> but it's a place that you need to be okay and be there, you know, it's like the, the, the hardest thing going to that fight was doing the conditioning because we get five, five, rounds, five, five-minute rounds doing the circuit. And that's the worst. It's even harder than sparring. Sparring is hard because I have every round I have a fresher guy. But going to the circuit, man, it be so hard. And then I got to do bike. And then I got to do versa climb. I got to do, I do, and in, in, in running to the circuit, you know, and then I got to be on, on the fire movement, you know, when I, when I do the transition. Then I got to do, like, so many things. And it's hard. But going to the third round, I always did three rounds, so it was always good. But going to the fourth and going to the fifth, I got to be on that place. And sometimes I'm so fatigued so that I just – I don't complain to myself. I'm just there. I don't do no, like, no, like, pain, not pain face. I don't do nothing. I just – I'm just, you know what? I'm going to be okay. I'm just going to keep doing. And I I try to don't think of the pain. My body's hurting. I'm doing pull-ups. I'm doing push-ups. I'm doing – you know, like a lot of different movements going through that circle. Then I go to reverse climb. Then I push it. Then I get tired. The way I calm myself, I just, I just be okay with that feeling. You know, I don't, I don't answer. I'm like, 
Because if if you start answering to that, those feelings like, man, fuck, I don't want to do that shit. Like, man, I'm so tired. <laughs> if I start talking to myself like that, I'm already on the bed. On I don't know. I just get just getting the worse. It's just getting worse. What I do when I go to those places, I'm just, you know, I kind of clean my mind. I accept that feeling and I'm just keep doing, you know, like I'm tired. I know I'm tired, but just keep going. Man, okay, keep going. Deep breath and keep going. And then that I don't know, that just give me a little more to go, you know. And then when that happens on the fight, I'm I'm okay. It's not the end of the world. Okay, got knocked down. Okay, let's fight through it. Let's keep going. Okay, man, that guy took me down. It's not like it's different the way you identify that feeling and you answer that feeling because you get two ways. Example, you you're in the fight and the guy hit you so hard you can be poof. Oh shit, okay, that guy hit hard. Yeah, better put my hands up. Better be good on my feet. Then you answer like, man, fuck, that guy hit so hard. I don't want to get hit no more. <laughs> you know, it's the way yeah. you talk to yourself. And same thing, if I got taken down at the end of the round, and I, man, fuck, that guy took me down. Or like, okay, that guy took me down. Let's work my way up. Let's get a sweep. Let's set up a submission. It's the way you talk to yourself during that, that hard test. You know, as soon as you... You start talking good to yourself. I think you approach differently the, the situations on the fight or in the condition you're on the tough times. It's a lot of how you talk to yourself, you know. For sure. I think what I think you said that I 100% agree with is being tired. Right? I think most people, they fear getting tired, right? They're like, oh, and they, and they don't want to get tired. So they conserve energy. They don't fight to the fullest. They, and they fight out of fear. Yes. Whereas I know, like, for me, it's like you said, you have to accept that you're going to get tired. Yes. Of course, you're going to get tired because you're fighting to 100% of your ability, but that's okay, right? Like, you know, that's going to be part of the fight is being tired. And I, I always felt that. And the one thing I always took confidence is, is I would listen to my opponent's breathing. And you'd be like, oh, yes, yes, me too. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I got you. You know, you're yeah. exactly, you're, you're, you're breathing harder than I am. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Even though we're both tired, I'm gonna wear you out, you know. And I think yeah. that that's one of the things for me. I'd always listen to, you know. But yeah, like, me too. Me you too. Know, one thing, uh, um, I just going off that note. I I'm exact same way. I listen to the breathing, and I always had in the back of my head. I'm like, you might be better than me. You might be stronger, but I know that you will break before I do. I always have when I'm passing guard, for example. I always have that in my head. I don't care who you are. I know that if I keep coming at you nonstop, eventually you will break because I know I'm not gonna quit. And I have that conversation with my head because in the gym, I'm used to being exhausted, you know, and not that never stop me. Exactly. Like, yes. it doesn't stop me. Like, yes. I can be no matter how tired I am, I know I'm not going to stop. And not everyone has that. That's the other thing is it's, you were mentioning like training that in the gym. And I think it's a difficult thing to train, but you, you have to, it's I, a good way of at least exposing I people. I don't, I don't think it's that hard. I don't think it's that hard to train that. It's just, but. That goes on the ego. Like, you, you got to know the guy very good because that ego going to, you know, he don't want to get tired in front of everybody. And uh, to be honest, I was, I remember when this, I remember clear when I was a blue belt and I won a state tournament and I got back to the gym and I was trying to get a little cock, you know, and my coach just felt, oh, that guy won a little tournament. And, okay. <laughs> and then, no, like I won a tournament on Saturday or Sunday, and Monday got back to the gym with the medal and show everybody. And then, yeah, how was the fight? And I would talk. And I remember my coach was just looking at me, and he just want to kill that ego feeling, you know, that champion feeling. And they say, you know what? You did good, but 
you ready? How you feeling? And then, yeah, I'm feeling great. I can train out. You can train. Okay, let's go. Let's go do a little train. And then we start training, and then he just make a shark shark tank uh. <laughs> for nothing, for nothing. And then, I, but he just he was just killing my ego at the gym, you know, because so he what he do? He go one guy two minutes. Okay, the guy out. Another guy with the ring. And then first five guys, I have I always had a great cardio. So first five six guys was good. And then I said, okay, now we're starting a bad position. You're starting a side control. And then he was putting heavier guys. And after like, and I was, like I said, I have a lot, of, I have a great cardio. Sometimes it took me 20 minutes to freaking get tired. And after 20 minutes, he don't even tell me the timing. Back then was just on the little timer right here. Change, change, the other guy, the other guy. And then I remember I was doing like 40 minutes, 45. And I was just, I was exhausted i was done and then when he saw that i was done he put a white belt on me okay white belt shot on the mount and i i got fuck i'm not tapping for this guy and then sometimes i give up my back and the guy on my back he cross facing and i gotta tap and then another guy and that was just keeping me very humble and that thing was i don't know i don't know how was his intention doing but it was helping on my cardio it was helping on my ego was helping on my defense, was helping on a lot of little things that we, I, I, I help. I, when I do my training for MMA, I do a lot of Shark Tank too. And then I put, I put me a lot on the bad position. Let's say fighting for Kamari. If I do the training right now, I'm going to first minute stand up. Second minute, a fresh guy putting me on the cage. And then third minute, one guy on top of me putting pressure. Four minutes on the cage again. Last minute, striking with the quicker guy than me. And I would do that several times. And for sure, the guys that are coming, they got to be smart. They For sure, sometimes they got to hurt me on the body with the kicks, but not trying to take my head off. You know, sometimes beat me up, but, you know, beat me up, but don't kill me, you know, like, right. kind of like that. I think that we can do the same concept on MMA too. Just got to be smart, but... I think that type of training put me a lot on those places. He put me on that place. Every time that I feel my ego was going up a little bit, I got cocky. Oh, how was the tournament? Man, I did amazing. I fought my, my, <laughs> my division and I fought the open class and I beat this guy that way. Oh, nice. You're going to train today? How are you feeling? I know I'm good. Let's, all right, let's go. And he put me on the middle and then every single time until I like, until I was getting very humble. Even I was winning that tournament and say, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm beat up, you know, I'm not training today, I'm done, you know, and then that, since the, the, the young guy that he put my ego down, and, but he put me on those places a couple of times that sometimes I got tired on the fight, but I just did like one hour rolling, the guy sweating on me, make sure think of me that I go to a tournament, you know, any place that the guy can bring me, I've been there before, you know, like, I think it's something that we need to train more and for MMA, for give, for no give, just... Make sure the guys get with the ego down first, and secondly, he gets the condition. And he gets. I don't want to. I don't want to like no one of my fighters, no one of the guy. For sure, that happened. Short notice, freaking who 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 knew? You know the guy going to fight on short notice, but I don't want to. No one of my guys going to a fight and come back and say, "I I felt that I never felt before." I said, "No, I want to to go there." With all the feelings check, everything check, go there. You might lose for sure. You're gonna lose a couple of times, but you're not gonna go there and see nothing different that you never saw here. You know, and I think that was the way I learned. You know, 
I think what you were saying too about uh, being humble is important, right? Because if your ego is too big, and you kind of touched on this in your class yesterday, yeah. which is you want to use the training room as your laboratory to experiment and to put, like as you said, to put yourself in places you're not comfortable with. But if your ego is too big, you're going to be scared to do that because you might lose and then it's going to hurt your ego. So you're like, you know what, you, you protect yourself and you only fight your A game. And you never put yourself in those weird spots, which somebody will get you to in a fight. And then you're going to be like, oh, what do I yeah. do? So I think it's like what you were saying in combination with Gilbert, which is you got to use the training to put yourself in those really bad spots that you never want to be in so that at least you can accept what it's like and be able to move on. Because I think when we look at somebody who's a veteran fighter, it's like, why is that an important thing? It's because that guy has so many experiences, right? He's been... In all these different places, so he's not uncomfortable anywhere. He knows what it's like, you know. Whereas the new guy, even though he can be very talented and be like a natural star, he doesn't have that experience. So like a veteran can pull him into those deep waters and mess him up. Yeah. I think it's that's why it's not always like the the most technical fighter that wins or the most athletic, but it's the most like crafty fight, yeah. the guy who's the most strategic. Because I could look at somebody like he can beat me here, here, and there, but I know this spot and I'm gonna pull him in there. And he's yeah. not used to being there, and that's where he's going to drown, you know? Yeah. But, I, uh, but having that mindset where you have where you're always putting yourself in those bad spots, there's not going to be a spot for you where someone can pull you in. You know, like, you're, yeah. you're like I've been here, I've been there, I know what this is like. Yeah, you want to yeah. know cracks in the armor. Exactly. Uh, you want to find out what your opponent's weakness is. And it can be, it's not only, you're, you're, you guys are absolutely right in the sense that it's not just technical weaknesses we're talking about. It might be conditioning, yes. but there's a psychological weakness that you can smell it. You know, you can spot. Like I've I've interacted with people that you know they I could tell they were intimidated by me, and I knew I had them because before the match started, there was like it was their body yes. language gave themselves yes. away. Yes, right? and I've been dominated as well. I remember the first time someone stared me at the eyes. I remember who it was. It was the final of the world championship against Roger in 2006, and he's like staring me down. Like in MMA, like just kind of staring, like, and no one ever done that to me in jujitsu before because that's weird in jujitsu, right? Yeah. But he's doing it, and I'm like, and I, I cannot describe how much that threw me off. I'm not saying suggesting I would have won had he not done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But doing that early on in the match did something to me where it was almost like you ever see dogs when they're interacting, and it's like one of the, like, I'm the dominant one. Like he was dominating me before the match had even started, and it messed up my head. But it taught me a lesson that there's a lot more going on in combat than just technique and the athletic ability. A lot more. There's there's a psychological warfare, and it's in the body language, it's in the the, the, the how you breathe and how you look at them, it's in the eyes, man. And you know, if you guys you guys know what I'm talking about, but you can feel it when they're scared of you, and you can feel when this guy is gonna go out die in here before I quit. Yeah. You know? And I think what you were I wanted to come back to what you were talking about, which is the self-talk, right? The things that you tell yourself doing training and doing the fight it is super important you know i because if you do get taken down and you have that oh crap i got taken down you're starting to bring your whole mental yes. game down you know what i mean whereas like i always was somebody that wanted revenge after everything went wrong like you know, when i had my bro nose broken i'm like okay now it's my turn to get some licks on this guy you know whereas yes. some people they get yes. their nose broken and they fall back they're like oh god my, i'm hurt you know or they see blood and they get scared and so I think it's important that you, everybody's different, of course, but I yes. think that self-talk has to work in yes. for you in a way where it keeps you pushing. Yeah. Some people need to like insult themselves to get riled yeah. up. Some people just speak positively, but whatever that language yeah. is, it has to be there. 
And it comes but, in training first, right? Like you have to see when you're in training and you're in that deep water, what's going on in your head? Is it helping you? Is it hurting you? And how do we like fix it? Yeah. See, this is a key to think. They started as a kid because if, like, for example, I'm playing with the kids or they run it, they fell. I hate when those moms come, oh, my son, what happened? Come yeah. here, blah, blah, blah. No, no. Fuck that. Let's look at the guy, see. Because sometimes they don't even hurt, you know. They yeah. sometimes they just fell. They, oh shit! Just look. I, sometimes when my when that happened to my kids, I just look, and I can tell like, oh, that was nothing. And then he's crying. I say, stand up. That was nothing. Keep going. And then, and sometimes, I, sometimes I want to go there and see, but I like no. He need to learn those little things because if something, something, some little thing happen, you keep protecting them too much. Yeah. It's not gonna help. It's like a coach. If sometimes they need to learn, they lose, and sometimes you gotta put into a test or or to a train. And sometimes I just I just hey, how do you feel, man? That guy was so strong. Yeah, and what else? What else? You I I saw. I I can tell you, you 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 learn that he's strong. What else you learn? Just that you just focus on the guy's strength, and they they stop. Oh yeah, couldn't do much yet, but you couldn't do nothing. You sure you couldn't do nothing? Come here, try to escape now. Do something. Oh, okay, but he's so strong. I know you're strong. You already told me one. Don't don't need to tell me again. What else? And then I make those open that mind a little bit because I think that answer is the main thing. Like you cannot be like for sure that happened with me before too. And a guy, I have a guy looking at me, and I can see that the guy's hungry. I already know, man, that's gonna be a hard fight. <laughs> as the time as I look in the guy's eyes, especially from the jiu-jitsu days, and I look at the guy, the guy put the head down, he don't even look at me, he's a little shaking, he don't even touch my gear, say, I'm gonna kill this guy, like, I, I can feel that the guy's nervous, and when he's nervous, I don't know what happened, they, that just triples me, I say, nah, I'm gonna kill this guy, he's, he's nervous, okay, he's even, he's even the worst, and a lot of things has to be with body language, the way you look, and a lot of guys in MMA, they're very smart, like Kamaru, Tyron Woolley, uh, I think GSP, we got DC, John, John Jones, I think is the most, like, on the good way, fake guy on the UFC, because he's so long, like, yeah. and he's very smart. So now he does a little action, and he step back, and he keeps his hands up. I can see that he's resting. You say, man, look at that guy. He's just taking a couple deep breaths and going to do something again, but he don't show you. He just do something good on you quick. He steps back. He keeps that distance, but I know on his head, he say, okay, I waste a little energy. Now I'm going to rest. I can see that, but it took him a long time to start seeing that. And I know a lot of guys from the, from the jiu-jitsu, Terere, he used to do that a lot. He was yeah. getting tired and he kept moving. He kept looking in there and Jacare too. Jacare always had a cardio, crazy cardio. But you think he doesn't get tired? He does get tired, but he don't show it. And he keep going forward. And he keep going, but for sure he's tired. And then a lot of things that I put on on my game too. Like sometimes I'm gonna get tired, but if I see like same thing that Robert said, if I see that you're tired, and I'm faking, I'm not. I'm tired, but I'm not showing I'm a, I'm able to keep that to myself and keep that that poker facing going and you show me that you're tired on my head you're more tired than me I'm gonna outwork you I'm gonna outpace you I'm gonna keep on going and eventually you're gonna break but I think 
A lot of guys on MMA, they have the ability to do that more than, for sure, I think it's way more dangerous than, than jiu-jitsu. That might be why, but I can see that guys doing that a lot more. And the guys on the Yetai on jiu-jitsu, I saw, they put hands on the knee, they give, go a deep breath, they go out of bounds, and they come back yeah. very slow. If if it's a gi match, they throw the belt out and they slowly put the, <laughs> the, the belt again, you know. You can see that. But on MMA, even if the guy get a, a you know, a, a, a eye poke or something, the other guys, they're like taking a deep breath, but they don't show much, you know. I think it's a thing that jiu-jitsu guy is supposed to be getting more, you know. Yeah, I think so. I think fighting, it comes quicker because if you expose a weakness, especially from striking, you're going to get targeted big time. You know, like the moment someone switches stances from leg kicks, you're like, okay, I'm chopping yeah, your legs yeah. off now, you know? Yeah. And jiu-jitsu, there isn't that much. I mean, everybody gets tired, but it's not the same. Unless you're someone like, you know, you or like me or, me or Rob, like we, we listen to breathing and we yeah. oh, the guy's breathing hard. Yeah. Okay, push, 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 push. Yeah. But it's very rare where you could have yeah. something where unless you pop the guy's arm or something yeah, and then you went after it's it. A, it's a rule of thumb for in fighting. You never let your opponent see you bleed. I don't care how much you're bleeding, how much it hurts, poker face. I remember who, you know, this is a true story, man. I'm not, I'm not going to mention names, but, you know, I asked him once, you ever get scared? Because in my head, I'm thinking, there's a human being on the planet who doesn't get scared. It's that guy, right? Like, he, there's no way on earth he's ever scared. And he's like, oh, man, I'm shitting my pants. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, no, man, I'm scared. Like, I, I get really nervous before fights. I, I pee, like, every 15 minutes, I got to go to the bathroom and pee, and I'm really nervous. But I never let my opponent see it. That's what that's what he said. And when, when he fought, you know, uh, Tito Ortiz years ago, uh, Tito told me this once, like a long, long time ago. That was the only time in his life where he looked someone in the eye and he actually legitimately felt scared. Like, because, you know, this guy was so good at hiding his fear. He was so good. He was so convincing that the other guy's like, oh man, this guy's serious about business, isn't he? <laughs> right? This guy's a, he's a psychopath. And it's a, I think it's a very difficult skill to train. Some people, it comes natural to some people. Some people, they just embody it, they're not really faking it. But, Regardless of how you feel in a fight, you should be stoic. You should be cold. Yes. Be very, yeah. don't show emotion, man. Like it's such a sign. Yes. Of, you know, don't yes. show any pain. Very hard to do. For sure. But think, first of all, I think you need to learn how to control that. Yeah. First, you gotta control because if you're freaking nervous, you, you you know you're almost freaking out. You're not controlling. You're gonna show it. First, I think you gotta learn how to control that because it's okay. The way I see. Man, we're going for a fist fight. It's okay to be nervous, you know. It's yeah. okay. We might get hurt. Yeah. I'm going to try his head away. He's going to try to knock me out. For sure, we both might be nervous. But I think first, you got to learn how to control that, you know. Like, get the why you're doing that. And then the person that they're there with you, the preparation, a lot of things. And then, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go, you know. And then that gives me my confidence, give me more relaxed. And for any reason, if I felt like I'm getting nervous, I'm fucking going to fake it till I die. I'm not going to show. I'm going to be there. But I think both are important. But you got to control first and then control it. Control first and then don't show it. Like you said, don't show it. You know, like... Show yeah, and I think it's yeah because everybody gets nervous, right? Because you know, to me, nervousness is just a form of, of energy, right? Because stress yes. is just pressure, right? But it's how you channel that 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 energy. You know, I think some people they don't do it properly. They start getting their hands tight, and they and they get super tired 
before the match even starts. By the time they step in, they're already exhausted, yeah. you know. Whereas, like, I see the people who are able to sleep before a match or relax, like, yeah. they're allowing themselves to relax a bit. And, like, if you have some nervous energy, you warm up and you use your warm-ups as a way of channeling that stress out, like, in a positive way. But I think to deny that it exists is a problem also because yeah. it's yes. kind of like you said, like, you're going to get tired. If you pretend you're not going to get tired, you're going to get, you know, a bad surprise during the fight. Yeah. So, like, you are going to get nervous, but... You should have a routine set up. Usually, yes. it was my warm-ups. My warm-ups oh, yes. is my way of, because the nerves are telling me, "Hey, we're about to get into a fucking fist yeah. fight. We got to get ready. Like, why are you doing sitting down? You know, like, oh. because I think it's something that most people don't understand. It's one thing to get into a street fight where there's no preparation, right? It's just like me and Rob. We start fighting right now. There was no nervousness because it was instantaneous. But it's, yeah. it's like the schoolyard days. Like, oh, I'm gonna fight you tomorrow at the, at the yeah. play we're going at five o'clock. Everybody's going to watch. Now i got 24 hours to think about, oh, shit, I'm going to rob, but what's going to happen? You know? In the fight game, we were doing it like three months ahead of time against somebody who's really good, you know? So yeah. it, I think that's what most people don't get, that, that high level of stress. And I think that's why competition is so good for the soul, because if you can handle that type of stress in combat, easier. everything else is easier. I agree. You know, like, yeah. you know, like this is like a survival issue because you know every time you step in there you could walk you might not walk out there you know it hasn't happened but you could get hurt seriously you get so like yes it's serious consequences but yeah. if you can deal with that to me everything else becomes a lot easier you, you know? it's hard to get intimidated by anything in life yeah. i mean the only thing i can think is worse is like probably going to war or like some yeah. kind of special op situation where sure. you gotta go kill Bin Laden with, and you got like six yeah. of your buddies with you. It's gotta be nerve wracking. Yeah, that's, you a, know? that's like, a level. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think that's gotta. I mean, I, I can only imagine, but I'm assuming, right? But other than that, something extreme like that, or one of those survivalists, those people that go climb Mount Everest or claw across the Amazon on foot, like, that's some extreme shit. But, you know, fighting is pretty extreme in every way, man. It's that psychological, we talked about this before, physically intellectually emotionally it's it's on the on, on the frontiers of what humans can handle in so many different areas right not just one aspect but i speaking for myself man it was very difficult for me to master this like it took me years and i never fully mastered. I was, I, to my last fight i was still shitting my pants but you learn how to control it yeah. but when i do other things in life you know even when i was a kid like walking up to a girl and talking was very hard like it was hard i was scared like oh, yeah, i'm gonna sure. talk to that girl you know like go get her number <laughs> Like now to the point where like it's how how on earth am I gonna get intimidated by something like that? You know, like a tested score. How is that gonna intimidate you? Like nothing else intimidates you because it's like it's not nowhere near as hard as stepping into a cage and fighting. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think and I think it helps a lot, like you said, help a lot on outside too, because when something crazy happened at, at home, I remember we were moving to, to, to my house last time that we were moving. We, we, we got the bed, we, so we had a lot of wood on, on the wall, hanging on the wall. And my kid was playing on the wood, and, and he kind of ran, the wood fell on his head. And I just heard, I just heard the wood. And I just, I think something happened with Pedro. I thought it was my wife, Bruna. And then she said no, and then that wood hit so hard. Then when he, he, he you know when you want to yell so hard, but you have, you have nowhere, he was... <laughs> Shit. Ah, that, <laughs> five to ten seconds to start yelling and the way he yelled i say oh okay something happened then i gotta go there and then i went there i run to the room and i saw the wood and i saw him with his head and then 
that thing was so crazy because I was so calm between that freaking. He was there, and Bruno came, and the boy Bruno. What happened? What happened? Relax. Let, let, me, let me take a look. Relax. I took her out of the room. I took Pedro. And I look. When I look, you can see the white, you know, the, the white on the head right here from the from the skin that was open. The blood, it took like two, three seconds. Boom, we start blooding everywhere. And I'm pressing the yeah. blood. And then I was so calm doing that. And then I looked like, man, I was, after, after I was realizing, because those situations make me so calm in the middle of something going crazy, I just... Okay, and I just think on the solution. Okay, I gotta, I gotta get you know a car, and we gotta pull here. Gotta go, we go to the hospital. I think that my mind was going crazy thinking on the solution, and then I got in my wife was going crazy, it was bleeding on me everywhere, and I was trying to make him calm. Say, no, that was nothing. Relax, come here with that. And I take him. My hand was here, and then I got something. Then I press. Boom, went to the car. I kind of rubbed it up like we're doing jujitsu, pull something yeah. on his head. <laughs> went to the hospital, got there, he got stitched, and then. After when he got stitched, I, I still relaxed, you know. I was with him, doctor was there. I said, Dad, relax. That is here, but nothing's going to happen. But the only thing that made me relax on those situations was fighting, going to the fight. And the other thing, too, that even worse is I'm, I'm getting better around. I'm here vexed too, because I'm going to corner one of the guys. It's hard to corner him, too, because... Especially, I don't corner a lot of people. I'm not like, I corner like three to four guys that's like my guys that are really close with the guys. And I want the guy to win. Don't matter. I don't have ego. Don't need to be in jiu-jitsu. Don't need to be. I just want you to win on your best. And I want to be able to tell the guys the right thing that, you know, the right adjustment or the right details, the right things that he needs to do during the fight. And for that, I need to have a clean mind and so stressed that I need to be, I need to be on my, on my zone to, to be able to, to say the right things on the right time and be reading the guy and reading the opponent and see if he's tired or not. That thing makes me so tired. Like is yes. the hardest thing for me is to coach because I don't want to just, I want the guy to win. And sometimes I just, that me and the guy, sometimes I see that's me and the guy. I remember I went to the UFC that no, none of the coach could travel. That was just me and Caesar, Caesar Mutante. He was in the UFC. He did a common event in Brazil and freaking flew to Brazil and holding pads and we grapple, helping him to Kuwait, cooking, buy stuff, blah, 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 everything. We go into the fight. He fought CB Dolly. First minute of the fight, he rocked CB Dolly. Boom. Sibdali was robbing and Caesar starts swinging for his life. Crazy swinging. Sibdali just kind of protecting himself a little bit. Boom! Caesar get knocked out cold. And uh, that was a minute and a half. And then I was like, man, fuck. And then I got to run to the doctor. I going to help him to come up. What happened? And I said, what happened? You were winning the fight, but you start swinging like crazy. You got caught. And then he said, oh, really? Oh, shit, I'm fighting. Yeah, you fight. <laughs> and I was like, and then they were showing the replay. I say, look at the screen. Look, look how he hit the guy. And then he would look, man. And after a minute, I say, okay, okay, I remember everything. I'm good. And then after that is the worst because we go back to the room. And he lost. Not a lot of people called, just his wife, and I think his dad. And I see nobody calls, and we were there and waiting, and that's it. And that's why when I when I when people ask me to corner, I say no multiple times. Just 
like my brother at corner, this guy right here that's kind of like my little brother, Irving and Vicente Luke, that's three guys that I corner. For sure, I have a lot of guys that I like to. If I have nothing going on, I can't might go and coach and help, but I don't like to do because for me, it's very personal. I put a lot of energy. You don't get back because those guys are not making real money. I'm not going to ask for money. They just pay my tickets, help a little bit with food and little things, but that's it. But I, money, I don't make money, but I think the only thing that is harder, harder than a fight is to corner and know you're very important to the guy. You know, you can make, you can really help the guy to win the fight. And I got to put a lot of attention. The only thing that's harder for me, I think Robert now, it's, it, you know, he's used to now. I'm not that used to yet, but it's hard to be there and know I couldn't do nothing. And yeah. the guy win or lost the fight. And like, man, like, if, if you did this, you won the fight. Like, why didn't, didn't you do that? You know, it's, that thing is, I still working on that. I guess you always want to think that you could have done something, right? Like I should have said something. I could have trained them like this. So you always like carry your share of the blame, which, you know, I think is a good way of looking at it because, you know, I always say this to my students. We win together and we lose together, right? Right. We prepare together. We win because that way we, we, it's, I say this to my students all the time. Fighting is a team sport. What you're describing, that tight little network you have of like four people, like those, your boys, that's super important, man. That's a big piece of the equation. So we, we have to, when we win, we win together. So we share the, 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 the credit of victory. But when we lose, man, it's a time for everyone to go back to the drawing board and like, what could, I, what could I do different to be a better coach and training partner, right? It is a stressful thing. I know your brother fights and I guess we'll talk about him another time. Yeah, but have him. Uh, I know my brother and I, we were fighting together and my brother, he wouldn't corner me because he was too nervous. He would, <laughs> he would I have to. We would have everybody, he would have all the other senior students in our black belts corner, but he wouldn't be there because he would just shit his pants, you know? But like, but he's fought a bunch of times. So like, it's the same thing. Fighting is a little bit easier because once you're in there, you're no longer thinking. You're, you know, you're a machine. You're just, you're doing what you train. Yeah. But the coach, like you said, you're kind of helpless. You're, you're trying to influence whatever you can, but there's only so much you can say, you know, to influence yeah. the fighter. Yeah. So it is a especially someone close to you, like your brother or your yeah. training partners that you care for. It's, it's hard to watch them, especially someone gets knocked out or something. Yeah. Oh, man, it's, it's hard. Because yeah. then yeah. I, I know I've been in the situation where we have to go to the hospital with them and you're waiting and you're like, oh, God, this yeah. is horrible. It's a really hard thing to go through. You share, you share the, the stress and the, the, the pain, right? Like you, you feel like you're yes. carrying that pain. Yeah. Anyway, Durino, like, thank you so much for your time. I got to get going. Sure. I got a class in like 15 minutes. But I wanted to thank you. Um, I wanted, like, I want to say, and I mean this sincerely, you're one of my favorite guys, not only as a fighter, but as a person, too. Throughout the years, you. you've always maintained yourself humble. You're a good role model on, on a number of different levels. Um, you know, outstanding fighter. You were gi, no gi, and now you're killing MMA. You're one fight away from being the UFC champion, and I believe that you truly deserve it. And this will be a victory of not only Gilbert. It's not only a victory for your friends and family. It's a victory for everyone that loves a true martial artist accomplishing things. You're a great role, uh, role model for the sport. And um, yeah, man, um, Dave, anything else? Super, super happy to have you on the show, man. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, no, it was great hearing your insights and your, your, the mental game you have. It's, it's very obvious why you've been so successful and, and the way you approach the fight. So I think it, it's great. I, I look forward to seeing you with the strap. Yeah. 100%. Thank you. Me too. Me too. I'm very excited. <laughs> hey, Thank you. One guys. final My question. Pleasure. 
Yep. How do you make your neck bigger than your head? I don't totally understand <laughs> that. How does, how does your neck up bigger? It's like a cone. It's like, like cone heads. Training, 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 training. Awesome. All right, man. Hey, love you, man. Thank hey, you kick ass. With hey, we'll talk again soon. Take care. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. As always, share, comment, like, all that good stuff. If you need links, you can visit us at breakingtheguard.com and our social media properties all are at Breaking the Guard. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Final word from one of our sponsors, the Kimura Trap System. Again, we have it on sale now. It's only $97 for the online edition, $107 for the DVD. You can check it out at kimuratrap.com. We recently had the whole website reworked, so it's mobile optimized, so you can be able to surf and see all the content there. We also offer an online edition of the, what we call the intro to KTS, which is like over an hour of content from the DVD system because the full course is over 11 hours long. But if you're not sure if you want to jump in and make that full investment just yet, you can get the intro, it's only $7, instant online access, and you'll get to see just a sneak peek of what the Kimura Trap system has to offer. Just go visit kimuratrap.com to learn more.